Welcome back, Ag Watchers, to another episode. You've got myself, Andrew Whitelaw, you've got Matt Dalgleish, so the, the, the regular punters, and uh, we've got Benjamin Boda, all the way from uh, France. Bonjour, Benjamin. Bonjour, Andrew. Je m'appelle Andrew, dans le mm-hmm. sud-ouest de l'Ecosse. Mm-hmm. That's me finished. And, that's, that's, and my, then, that's, okay. that's, my, that's my high school, high school French <laughs> done. I was expecting more. I was expecting more. <laughs> maybe later maybe later if I, if I, if, I, if i remember some of my bits the chat noir <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good one yeah 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 baguette so yeah that's wine what? do you know wine i know wine but i'm, I'm currently actually before we start the podcast I want to uh, go to our sponsor mm-hmm. uh, this evening's sponsor is little creatures pale ale and and so this this podcast is powered by pale ale this evening on, on a mm. Friday evening, because work never stops. The markets, <laughs> the markets never stop, that's for sure. So, so Benjamin, yeah. tell, tell us a bit about you, yourself. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure with the introduction, you, you, you know that I'm French. Um, that, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up on a farm, on a family farm in the southwest of France, uh, where it's so about, yeah, 80 kilometers west, west of Toulouse. Uh, so where we grow, yeah, soybeans. Soybeans has become, yeah, a very important crop for, for us. Uh, we do as well rapeseed, uh, durum wheat, old wheat. Uh, we used to grow maize uh, or corn, uh, but sometimes we can get some very high temperatures from early June. So this year is very different, but uh, in normal term, we, we can get, yeah, some days yeah, above 30, 35 degrees Celsius. Uh, so despite irrigating like crazy, uh, we, we can't get the yields. Uh, so we were like, well, maybe we need to change something. And that's where we introduced more and more soybeans. And uh, yes, yeah, so, so, soybeans is getting a very important crop. It's not for feed, but it's for food. Uh, so it's a non-GM crop. And uh, as you know, but the protein market has been a bit crazy. And uh, yeah, it makes good money for us. And uh, ra- rapeseed, yeah, we, we struggle a little bit like our, our friends across Europe. Uh, but that's, yeah, pretty much what we, what we do. So I would say, yeah, pretty much may- maybe a big farm uh, compared to our, yeah, uh, neighbors, about 220 hectares. So it's kind of big uh, co- compared to the rest of France or, or the rest of Europe. But uh, nowadays, it's pretty, pretty much what, what you need to, to make, I would say, a, a decent living out of farming. And Benj- Benjamin, you're also you're also an analyst as well. Yeah, that, 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 that's correct. Same, same same as Matt and ourselves. We we we, we talk a lot on on WhatsApp mm-hmm. about what's happening in the market and, and share ideas. You're you're well known, Benjamin, as having the uh, the nicest looking data visualizations in the industry. Um, and uh, and you can be followed on Benjamin Boda on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. So, because so, you, you, you obviously, you, your your English is very good, much better than Matt or myself, uh, because you, <laughs> you're, you're French, but you've been in, you've been in the UK for the past how long? Yeah, t- t- ten years, more than ten years now. Uh, so yeah, essentially, I did a work experience for a French company at the time. Uh, they wanted to expand across Europe, and they were like, "Well, Benjamin, uh, maybe there's something just on the other side of the channel uh, in the UK." And uh, so I started back in 2009 and uh, since then never looked back and never went back uh, uh, until 
next Monday. Ooh. <laughs> where, That's right. Where it's, <laughs> it's just saying, Benjamin, where, that you're, um, yeah. you've been in the UK, but you're now heading back to Europe. Is that you've got a, you're in between jobs right now and you're on gardening leave. Is that right? That's correct. Absolutely right. So, yeah, enjoying life, uh, even if my wife and my little boy are still in the UK as we speak. So proper holidays. Yeah, you see what I mean. <laughs> so enjoying, yeah, uh, friends for now. And uh, that we, I will just cross, yeah, just on the other side of the house uh, in Switzerland, uh, where we'll start, yeah. Another, another chapter in my life, uh, still as an analyst, uh, because, yeah, I mean, if you like it or not, uh, but you need to get informed about the markets, uh, you need some proper, I would say, independent analysis views about what, what you can do and the, the impact it will have on your bottom line. And um, as you've understood, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been in this farming world since day one and uh, had no choice but to be part of this farming world. And uh, yeah, the, the analysis world is it's kind of fascinating. Everyone is expecting something. And then out of nowhere, the USDA is publishing a total different story. Uh, so yeah, I've always been a, I would say, a consultant and then more recently an analyst. Uh, so trying to, to scrutinize the markets and try to make sense of all the data and uh, try to make sure that we, we are looking at the, the relevant information. Uh, I mean, you've got plenty of information all around. Uh, is that relevant for my farm where I farm at the moment? Not sure. So yeah, j- j- just to try to get an idea about yeah, what, what, what's going on and translate that into something which is digestible to, to the farmers or, or the traders or the millers, anyone in, in the industry. And I think that's what you do guys as well. Yeah. The focus for you, Benjamin, is, uh, is largely grains and all seeds as well. Do you look outside of that kind of complex into other commodities or into livestock, say, or is it mainly just those that's kind of commodities it, that you've got on farm. Yeah, it's just, well, yeah, m- mostly grains and all seeds, um, or obviously cattle and sugar and all these other crops or softs are, are going to have an impact. But my, I would say that my expertise, brackets, expertise, uh, it, it is really on to, to grains and all seeds. And uh, that's what we, we've got on the farm. So I've got these so, some, somewhere in my blood or in my DNA, something a bit more that, that, than livestock. Even if my grandparents, they had cattle or de- dairy, uh, but it's something which is quite, yeah. I mean, we, we, we don't see a lot of livestock farmers I- I- I anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I would say decent uh, li- livestock producers where, where we farm. Uh, so I, I'm a bit more tempted to say that I enjoy a bit more grains and horses. No offense, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But, That's but, going back a few years, Benjamin, I remember we met a, we met a couple of years ago in, mm-hmm. in London. I, yeah. I was in Australia at the time, and I noticed that you guys were doing a, a previous company you were working at, CRM. Mm-hmm. You guys were doing a training course in, in London. And yeah. so I sent off a quick email and said, oh, I'll sign me up. And, and you were sort of of a view, oh, Andrew, this will be this is this is for beginners. This is basic. <laughs> it was in, intro to uh, intro to futures and options. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what Benjamin was saying is too advanced for you, Andrew. You need to do the, the pre here's, here's some homework. Uh, you know, before you come. but it was a bit more of a tax deduction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
trip to the UK. But that was a, that was a fantastic course, and it was it was in the the Farmers Club in London. That's correct. Yeah, 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 o- yeah. yeah. O- overlooking the Thames, and it was uh, it was actually a really informative day, and it was actually good to see the way you operate in order. And we've probably taken a little bit from that as well. There's this view of things don't have to be complex. Yeah. Because I think that's what a lot of a lot of analysts out there they try and overcompensate and, and make themselves, you know, seem like the smartest person in the room. Analyzing markets is probably not that hard, really, is it? Um, Simplicity is key. And and, yeah. and we see we see sort of some moving into this, you know, complex sort of I can write something, but I can make it into five pages when you know two paragraphs would do. <laughs> so, so I've, I've always I've always appreciated that with you because you've got a, a simple, a simple manner. Smart guy, mm-hmm. but sim- simple outputs. Whereas Matt and I are simple with simple outputs. So, <laughs> in, in terms of obviously, you can't tell you can't tell us where where you're going on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even though technically this will be out on Monday after it's been announced, mm-hmm. um, but the. Uh, you can you can you're in between jobs so you're you can tell us about what's happening in uh, in Europe mm-hmm. and i guess i guess that's the thing like we uh, in australia and i was talking to another consultant from another business who had pointed out that we talk more about europe than most other uh, analysts in australia probably largely because that's where my background was originally okay. uh, but we have a lot of a focus on the us like the, the all the and that's just naturally, but we should probably be focusing more on Europe and more on the Black Sea. But what 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 what's happening in in France just now? I know we had a, a pretty poor crop last year. What's mm-hmm. the what's you obviously you're on the farm just now? How is it looking? Well, yeah, well we we we've just finished our all seed rape. Uh, so I mean we had a pretty tough year. What what once again it all started last summer. So I don't know for for you, but it, essentially we we plant. Uh, or we start drilling in August. So it's the summer in, in Europe. And uh, for the past, I would say, three years, it's been really, really, really dry. Uh, so we struggled with that. And on top of that, uh, it looks like yet yeah, the green parties are getting more and more popular. Uh, so we, we've got the ban of these yeah, neonicotinoids. And it's been, I mean, devastating. I mean, seriously, it's getting very tricky to, to, to get your seed rep established. And uh, this year, again, my dad has irrigated probably twice, I mean, three times his acid rate just to get it starting. And, and essentially, it, it's been hard, but it made it until winter. And then winter went, okay. Uh, it started to be kind of dry. Uh, and then, yeah, May, it started to rain and was very cloudy. And I would say a couple of weeks ago, we were hit seriously bad uh, by an hailstorm. Uh, so we lost about 45, 50% of our crop. And uh, we just finished our horse rape, as I said, a couple of days ago. And uh, we have raised 1.6 tons per hectare, uh, which sounds quite bad and quite depressing. Uh, but when you consider that we lost about 50%, we had a decent crop. Uh, so it's, it's okay. Uh, but across France, the all seed rape uh, situation is, is, is very bad. Um, the historical regions of, yeah, I would say eastern part of France, northern part of France, uh, they struggle big time, as I said before, because of this ban of neonicotinoids. And uh, we need to import more. We, we, we need to import more all seed rape. We need to import more canola. And, and that's maybe where we rely on 
I think, very heavily on the Australian canola, uh, where we rely heavily on the Ukrainian crop and more recently there, the, the, the Canadian crop. So this, this yeah, uh, supply chain regarding the Aussie grape is getting very tricky at the minute. Because if you, if you look at it just now, yeah, you've got Canada is looking pretty poor. Hot. Yeah? Hot. hot. Hot, dry. And then you've got us, we're actually looking good. Like for the most part, mm-hmm. we're looking we're looking fantastic. Ukraine mm-hmm. is looking okay, mm-hmm. uh, but really, when you talk about exporters, the only real exporters in the world are Canada, us, and Ukraine. Absolutely. And then you've got a French crop, which is which is falling by the wayside. Yeah. And uh, things are tight. And we've been sort of discussing this for a couple of months on 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 the WhatsApp. Is that mm-hmm. you know things just seem like on oil seeds just seem ultra tight, and mm-hmm. You know, I guess the, the first question is like, you know, what do you think in terms of pricing? Do you think we're going to see another? Well, we've seen a big rally. Geez, the last week has just been mental. Mm-hmm. But what are we going to see out over the sort of couple of weeks? I think there's still more room to go. I've got a view that it, there's still a bit more to go. But what's your sort of? Yeah, I, I, I would I would agree. Um, I mean, things have not changed overnight, and uh, we know that. Yeah, we, we, we have a small country. We've, we've got China uh, in the middle of, uh, as well, of this market where China started importing a lot of Aussie, or European Aussie rape oil. And uh, th- th- therefore, we've got this market tightening like crazy. And uh, we know that we are now entering or we've just entered this maintenance period where we've got essentially a bit less demand uh, from the crucials. Uh, but m- medium term, I would agree that there, there is more room uh, for prices to, to go up. You, you were talking about the, the main exporters. The only issue that we've got Canada, uh, so accounting for more than 60% of the rape exported in the world, they are trying to build more and more plants, crushing yeah. plants. Well, so, well, so, so you, uh, I, I mean, there is no solution. <laughs> well, if you look at the, and I, I think like I, I was talking to, oh, I can't remember if it was ABC or somebody the other day about how in the next couple of years, Canada has gone from like t- oh, in the last 10 years, what 5 million tons of domestic crush 2010 up to what 11 million tons or just under mm-hmm. just shy of 11, but another what two and a half, three million tons of crush capacity in the next two years. Yeah. It's not going to be that long before it doesn't take much of a drought to require imports. Absolutely. And what we see, I mean, I was talking about France, but this ban regarding the neocretinoids is the same across Europe. And farmers, even if, yeah, I hope Boris Johnson is not listening to this podcast, or I hope he's listening to this podcast, but even in the UK, out of the Europe, I'm sure he's yeah, just received a text, actually. It's really good. Okay, we carry on then. But yeah, he was saying that, I mean... Farmers in the UK are also struggling big time uh, with their Aussie grape. And uh, despite the prices that we see at the minute, they don't want to take the risk to, go, to, to grow the crop again or, or even expand. So we already had some pretty shocking or pretty minimal uh, acreage. Uh, I mean, it's not going to improve any day soon. So we, we, we are really entering this period of tight fundamentals for, for the Aussie grape, I think. 
When uh, Benjamin, you were just saying back to your farm, just briefly, it was 1.6 tonne to the hectare this year, you were saying, is that right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Now, yep. Where does that fit in terms of like on a normal year or maybe even on a, say, more positive year, what would you be, you know, kind of yielding, you know, as a comparison, how, how, how low is that, you know? The, 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 yeah, the average, the five-year average would be around 2.3, 2.4 tonnes per hectare. Yeah. Uh, and then in, in a good year, we would average yeah, about 2.93 tons per hectare. That, that would be a top. Uh, but experiencing a bit of yeah, the farming uh, industry in the UK, uh, we have some guys averaging 4.5 tons per hectare. And uh, because of this flea beetle issue, uh, I mean, some guys have just averaged zero pretty much mm, <laughs> so yeah. so it, it, yeah I, I mean they they are or farmers are struggling struggling big time because of the weather and because of a lack of essentially tools in their toolbox mm. Let, let's not talk about yields when when most of the people listening to this podcast are australians when uh, when the highest yields we get in australia are in tasmania which is about mm. two and a half tons to the hectare <laughs> okay and they grow about a thousand hectares max yeah uh, mm. but but nationally we're talking about uh, what we're we talking about we're not talking about a huge huge sort of yields uh, i think nationally we are on about 1.3 uh, mm. on average for the last decade which is for us yeah. is good um, mm. but look look oil seeds i reckon oil seeds are overdone now like yeah. it, in terms of talking about it in in mm-hmm. general because it's not that hard to market them now. Like if you're, if you're, if you're a farmer listening, you pretty much know this year, even if the market fell for us, 50 Aussie dollars a ton, you're still going to get a fantastic price. Absolutely. So, so it doesn't really matter. Whatever you do, you're going to do well this year in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then the one I've got, and we, we spoke about this a few times is barley. Mm-hmm. Again, if we look at global explorers of barley, France mm-hmm. is another big one. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, and I've got a lot of concerns because, as, as as you well know, we no longer have China as a market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did okay this year because of mm-hmm. China buying a lot of barley from everywhere else, mm-hmm. which meant that we could fit our barley into Saudi Arabia and a whole bunch of other markets quite easily yeah. mm-hmm. by by substitution, effectively, on and flow mm-hmm. and effects. But my concern is, well, you know. It won't take much to turn that around quite quickly. So, mm. what what is what is the barley crop looking like in France? In France, it's looking a lot better. Yeah, l- l- looking really good. And essentially, yeah, we we've just I've just heard a few 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 results. Once again, I'm, I'm not going to to talk about yields, but de- definitely, yeah, <laughs> a, a, above average. And uh, s- some guys, so it's just yeah, moving above the Loire River, so it's n- northern or middle part of France, and starting to to get close to Paris now. Uh, but things are looking really good, s- seriously good. Some guys are talking about a record crop. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm, yeah, for, for for my French mates, I'm as concerned as you are, uh, Andrew, in the sense that if we were to lose this Chinese demand, well. I mean, prices are going to, to fall quite rapidly. Uh, but f- from a production perspective, we are talking about a very good year. So we, we were once again uh, a, a bit concerned regarding this drought uh, in, in April, uh, but nothing to compare to what we've seen last year. I mean, last year it was seriously bad because yeah, the, the winter essentially, it started raining 1st of October and it didn't stop until 
pretty much yeah March. Uh, so farmers could not really plant what they intended to, to plant. This year it went very well. Uh, yeah, some concerns, as I said, after this year, I would say dry start to the growing season. But since then, it has improved significantly. Now we would need a bit more sunshine uh, for the malting uh, barley uh, to, to really make sure we, we've got the quality because it's been a bit cloudy, it's been a bit wet. Uh, but overall, uh, the quantity is not going to be an issue this year. So that, that raises the question, Chinese demand, like we saw, like that Chinese demand for like corn, wheat and barley, you know, it's crazy. Like the first four months of the year was more than what you'd get in a typical full calendar year. Mm-hmm. So the big question is, is that going to continue? And I guess my, my sort of view is that generally those big, massive jumps in imports, you know, from what let's say corn, but let's say sub 5 million tons a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see a big spike up to what? 25 million tons plus. Uh, that's not something that typically happens all that often. He's a meeting room. Oh, there you go. We, we, we oh, lost yeah. you. Yeah, you're back. Yeah. You're back. Oh, I don't know what happened there. Must be mine. Oh, my. When you were just talking about China. Yeah, yeah. My says my internet connection <laughs> is unstable. <laughs> uh, no, normally, when they say something's unstable in this household, it's my wife. But uh, <laughs> when <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, so I can get away with it. <laughs> uh, so in t- anyway, after we come back from that quick commercial break. Uh, <laughs> You're just saying you cut out just before you said you said from five was it five million yeah. ton to twenty five million ton and then dropped out. So, so, so five million tons to twenty five million tons in the space of one year. That doesn't yeah. strike me as a demand increase. That strikes me as a supply issue, potentially. You yeah, know, and and so is this the new norm, or 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 will we see a bit of a correction backwards? I think to, to, to me, it's a new norm. And if, if you are looking at the difference between yeah, the level of production and the level of consumption, particularly when you're looking at maize in China, I mean, we've been in deficit situation for the past yeah, five, six years. And that, that, that's where China still needs to import large quantities of, of grains. But it's, we, we are not just talking about grains, but we are talking about everything which is tradable, pretty much. And uh, what, what, what we've got, uh, we, we've got yeah, this ASF situation. So the, the swine yeah, fever virus uh, re- regarding the pig industry, uh, they have made a lot, a lot of efforts. And I'm sure you've covered that in previous podcasts re- 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 regarding these, I would say, five-star hotels for, for the pigs. And now w- what they need to do or what they would need to implement is to make sure that the rations the feed rations are in line with the facilities that they've got at their disposal. And, and to make that happening, I mean, they, they need to maybe use the, the rations that we, we see in Europe, that we see in Australia, that we see in the US. And essentially, it's based on more cereals or more energy compared to the high level of protein intakes, because essentially, uh, pigs can't just run on proteins so they need some source of energies and, and, and that's where i think these new levels of imports of cereals is likely to be the, the new norm uh, so we, we, we saw china jumping in last summer in august um and i think it's 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 going to to carry on uh, so it's just my crystal ball at the moment uh, but, but 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 i'm 
yeah, c- convinced that it's, it's likely to be a, a new norm uh, regarding this demand coming from China. And the other thing, China's interesting as well at the moment because, you know, we quite often see that sort of the market getting talked down a little bit by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, China's demand is dropping and then all of a sudden the market drops, you know, decent percentage. And then mm-hmm. China has now purchased... 1 million tons of, of corn or soybeans or whatever it is. It's yeah. an interesting sort of way because everyone's so topsy-turvy when it comes to that China. And no, like, mm-hmm. it's an interesting one because nobody really knows. I think China is such a hard egg to really get a handle on. And Mm-mm-mm. I don't know where that's going to continue into the future. So, Well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean... At the moment, it's, it's getting very complicated to know what's going on. So essentially, we've got to rely on their domestic prices to see really what, what's going on. So we, we can still access the NDVIs and all these sort of things to really know what's going on from, from a vegetative point of view. So that's, that's kind of easy. Uh, but when you want to know what's going on from a trading perspective, that, that's where it's getting kind of nasty. And so you, you, you have very limited route to, to, to really dig in, to, 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 to get the data out, to, to really know what's going on. So, and, and I'm not sure it's going to, to improve uh, in, in the next five or 10 years. I mean... I think, I think it will get worse. Well, before... <laughs> well certainly not. We, some yeah. of the data points have been, uh, have gone into, well, have got, have gone missing, haven't they? Are the people that provide the data are, um, have been detained. Um, so, mm. you know, it makes it quite difficult to... Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we should be thankful we're not analysts in China. <laughs> but, we, but we know that this sort of data is therefore very sensitive. So when we need to know what to look for, essentially we need to look at for these sort of stocks or these sort of things. So even if we know it's difficult to get, but we know it's the right information to get, the, the right information to try to model or these sort of things so we, we we know what we need to really focus on and uh, and, and i think it's yeah it's a pity uh, that we we've got a lack of access to this sort of analysis directly coming from china but we we know what sort of what sort of information we, we need to 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 yeah to, to get and matt fyi uh, just so you know because of COVID closing down in china mm. we see i was talking to the bosses uh, well, when I say that, I was talking to myself, and uh, I think it's a good opportunity for for you to go over there, and oh, yeah. and, and set up a new office. So, so mm-hmm. TEM Shanghai. Oh yeah, yeah. sounds good. Uh, so 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 see you next week. Um, <laughs> uh, so in terms of uh, away from away from markets and trade, and more more back to the sort of maybe more more from your farming background. Mm-hmm. One of the things that always comes up in, in, in Australia is we don't get any subsidies or we get less than 2% of our income is derived from subsidies. How, do you think the subsidies will be around in, in Europe for forever or do you think they're going to start ramping down? I think it's going to disappear within next, yeah, maybe t- t- 10 years, t- t- 10, yeah, I would say 10 years. Uh, so, so the next generation is just about to coming to, to join the industry or has just joined the industry. And uh, before the end, yeah, I, I think subsidies would have completely disappeared. Um, it, it looks like the way it works at the moment, it's more and more about, yeah, all these sort of environmental schemes. 
so really forgetting why these sort of plants have been put and implemented. So to, to, to get the production, to, to, to make sure we've got enough food on our tables th- three, three times a day at least. Uh, and, um, and yeah, I, I mean, it's easy to say that when you have, yeah, bread, when you've got milk, when you've got everything you need on your table on a single basis. So that, that's okay. Uh, but I, I would, and it's just my personal view, I, I would slightly disagree with this sort of thinking uh, in a way that it's kind of wealthy people thinking about all this sort of organic world and where we can run everything organic. I mean, I've nothing about that. I mean, there is definitely a market, but I'm not sure that today with the current techniques, with the current climate, we, we, we can really uh, feed or produce enough food uh, for, for, for the world with, with those techniques. We have to improve all our skills and we always have to look for new, new, new technologies uh, but to, to answer your question very simply, I think it's going to disappear within 10 years. Mm. And, 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 and I think it will be really about environmental schemes because at the minute, even if you're talking about Brussels or if you're talking about some politicians here in France or elsewhere, essentially that they, they want to be elected. So that, that, that they have to pledge that they will make sure that yeah, that, that, their program, their term is going to be greener than the previous one. So it, it, it's a race, <laughs> the one of the another that they want to be greener and greener. But at some point, you, you need to step back and think that the most important thing is to, to have food. And uh, yes, we need to protect the environment. Yes, we need to save energy. Yes, we need to avoid wasting water. But you still need to enjoy life and, and, and fill your stomachs. Absolutely. So another thing as well, a lot of farmers in Australia, they like to point towards French farmers mm-hmm. as being at the pinnacle of protesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I remember when I used to work in Scotland, we used to import a lot of maize from, from France. Yeah. And, and I just always remember that email on a Friday afternoon, ship is delayed because of French farmers protesting at the port. <laughs> And, and, and it was funny. It was funny the first time. And then this is when I was very early in my career. You think, oh, this is something unusual. Mm. Next, next month, vessel is delayed because of truck drivers protesting <laughs> at the port. And it was, it was almost monthly back in like 2000, mm. in the, in the mid 2000s. It was just constant, you know, protests. Mm. Did, did it ever actually work? Does it ever actually no. get anything done? Or is it just a bit of fun? I think it's just a bit of fun, and um, it's it's not just farmers, by the way. Uh, oh yeah, it's, no, national, it's, it's, it's a national sport. I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I don't want I don't want to be racist and say it's just a French thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think yeah, I think we are probably better at uh, yeah protesting that at football. Um, I mean, nothing to talk <laughs> about the Euro, these sort of things, and that's, that's, that's uh, and, 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 and and yeah, and, and farmers are probably getting a bit less money than those guys playing football but once again it's a different topic i think but uh no i mean we've got fewer and fewer farmers in, in france and, and it's not just in france actually it's it's across europe well, it's across um, the world. so absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and, and no it has never ever i mean i don't see uh, i mean even talking to my my dad uh i mean he's not seen a lot of changes in his in his life so 
as I said, the tools have changed, but the politicians are still the same. And farmers, I, I remember my dad, well, maybe it was one of the reasons why you, we, you, you didn't get delivered uh, this maze. Uh, but at the time, they were asking for some prices. Uh, so now we've got the prices, but we haven't got necessarily the, the quantity to, to market. So, I mean, I mean, I think it's going to carry on, but I, I'm, I'm not sure that this sort of protesting uh, has ever, ever succeeded in anything for, for, the, farmer, for the farming industry, to be and- honest. And so talking about that, you know, France, you know, Scotland obviously got into the Euros. We, 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 mm. we did fantastically. We, yeah. we, we won a draw against England. Mm. Uh, a nil-nil win to us. And, uh, but France knocked out by Switzerland. You know, yeah. you know is, this, is, this, is it comparable to your, your agriculture? You know, you, you've got all these tools getting taken off you and, and your agriculture is mm-hmm. going to fall back. So you've mm-hmm. gone from being a, a fantastic producer, a bit like France football team. You know, you've gone from what you won the World Cup. Yeah, they did. Was, that wasn't the last one, was it? No, it was. The uh, one before? Yeah. It was. No, oh, it was. It was the last one, wasn't it? Against Croatia? Yeah, yeah it was. Oh, it was yeah, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Mbappe was the one that missed the penalty this Absolutely. time around, but he was, the, he was the champion of the World Cup previously. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, so you've gone from, and you've won the World Cup quite a few times in recent times. Cause remember that Zidane headbutt as well. That was not long. Zinedine Zidane, yeah, yeah. in 1998. Well, that's, that's not a long time if you're Scottish. That's <laughs> that's the last time you qualified. Um, but I guess it's maybe it's the same sign. You, you guys are just just deteriorating to the point where Switzerland's taking over. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I couldn't get a rise. Well, at least so, 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 so we're running out of time now. So we're down to the last two minutes of our of our basic subscription to to Zoom. If any any anybody out there wants to you know send us an anonymous donation for the premium version, feel free. But who who are you going to be who are you going to be following in the Euros now? Well, I think it's got to be. Well, I'm afraid, uh, but it's got to be Switzerland. Switzerland, not England. Yeah. No, out of Europe. So I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'm not sure they. I'm not sure they should compete. Actually, yeah, they're out of Europe. Well, you know, Australia manages to compete in Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe they can absolutely, get, get, absolutely. get rid of the English. Get rid of the English, and the, and the Socceroos can come in and have a have a go at the Euro. But uh, no, Benjamin, <laughs> we, we are running out of time and this will cut okay. us off very impolitely. The Zoom company does that. They don't like <laughs> people don't pay. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming along. We look forward to finding out where you're going to next week or on Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good luck with the, the new job. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, uh, enjoy, well, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, thanks yeah. for coming along. Yeah, no, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Matt. And uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of your, of your podcasts. Uh, so please, please carry on in doing that because it's, it's great. It's great. We've got, we've, got a few, we, we've got a few more guests coming on soon, some from, from your neck of the woods or, or from your, your continent. So uh, <laughs> thanks for coming along and uh, au revoir. Yep, au thanks, revoir. Mate. A, bien- a bientôt. See you when you've got nothing on. Auf Wiedersehen. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank <laughs> you.